this is a place for powerful women. You've never followed their rules, and now is not the time to start. Whether you want to travel full-time, run your dream business, or retire early on a beach, I've got you covered. Each week, I'll give you tactical tips and strategies to build wealth in a way that's significant to you. No matter what your goal is, the path is out there. This is the Money Confident Podcast. I'm your host, Jillian Todd. Get ready to light it up. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the Money Confident Podcast. Today, we have another incredible guest. I'm so excited for you guys to meet her. Um, It's my friend, Ashley Tribue. She's an artist and educator, and she's here to tell us all about the ways you can incorporate creativity and self-love and abundance into your life and business. Thank you, and welcome to the show, Ashley. Hey, Jillian. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yes, we were just chatting a little bit before, and I'm just like, I love Ashley and her work and everything that she stands for, so I'm like thrilled to have her on the show. So Ashley, tell us a little bit about your story and how you got into art and where you are now. Yeah, so I'm definitely in the like belief the school of thought that like we're all artists. So I think, I I mean, I've always been an artist. I like the only time I was ever spanked was for painting on the wall as a child. But I had a grandfather who in his retirement was a hobbyist artist. He had wanted to be an artist, but he had six children and just didn't think it was a sustainable career path. And so he became a draftsman, but really instilled this like love of creativity and science in his children, which passed down to me. Um, So I grew up with a lot of artistic opportunities, basically. So I just, I've kind of always been someone who likes to create. I don't think I ever would have called myself an artist, though, until like the past like three to five years, just because it felt like there was such an ugly stigma around it or... I don't know. Um, But I was an educator for a while and very passionate about helping children find their creativity um, and feeling safe to grow and to mess up. Um, And then, you know, one day I realized after doing the artist way, actually, (laughs) that if I were being true to myself, um, I would be pursuing my creativity full time um, and not just telling children to. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. I also thank you for saying that and that you um, struggled calling yourself an artist in the beginning. I agree that I think everyone is creative, but I think kind of that switch, like you said, from like accepting that everyone's creative to like, no, I am an artist. Like art is like a major part of who I am and it's something I want to pursue full time. Totally. And I think like you can be an artist, like it doesn't have to be the like traditional way we think about it, you know, like you are bringing artistry to help people internalize business and their, and their money. And like, you know, art is anything that we are consciously creating and improving upon and um, having conversations with, right? Like art is growing kind of in my mind, at least. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. I love, yes, yes. So tell us a little bit about um, what you do now, like in your business and like what, how you've like implemented that. Like you said, like you wanted to pursue your creativity full time. So what does that look like now? Yeah. Well, so I'll start with two years ago. It looked like, (laughs) well, no, let's say five years ago, five years ago, it looked like me working a full-time job, like 50, 60 hours a week and on the side painting and sending stuff out to galleries. I was like very concerned with getting stuff out there, but not calling myself an artist or not selling it myself. Definitely not. That was like way too mortifying. Um, So then like two years ago, knowing that I wanted to be an artist full time, 
but like literally talking people out of buying my art because it felt so shameful. It felt like it just felt wrong to sell it, like slimy or something, um, to now selling my work through online collections or Instagram sales um, and doing commissions um, and really just kind of coming to learn how I can add value to people's lives through my work um, and being receptive to hearing that value because I think a lot of times we're scared to hear or it's uncomfortable to hear how we've positively impacted people it's easier to like spit out about like oh my god I shouldn't have said that thing I messed up um yeah it's harder to believe that we could be good (laughs) that we could do good in the world yeah absolutely if you don't mind can you talk a little bit about how you were able to switch like from talking people out of literally buying your art to like where you are now where you're like expressing it and you can like own it and just yeah embrace it totally yeah this will be my mantra for the podcast Jillian (laughs) I love it invest in yourself (laughs) invest in yourself women (laughs) um yeah the, the thing that changed was I mean many things changed from me getting therapy but the huge thing was hiring a mentor to kind of help me take the baby steps toward growth Because whenever you're looking at that huge mountain of like where you want to be and where you are, it's just too much. And then you don't do anything. Um, So having someone to kind of meet you where you're at and walk you up the hill is super helpful. Yeah, I love that. I say that all the time because, you know, you look at that dream of where you want to be like maybe in five years or 10 years. And you're like, there's a million things that I have to do between like now and there. And it's so easy, like you said, to like spin out and like future trip and get lost in all the details. But like hiring someone who can like, who's been there and can have, like you said, walk you along the path of like, hey, take the next best step. And like, here's what I think you should do here and there just like takes the pressure off of you and lets you be free to explore it. Totally. And you talk about this a lot too, um, just the mindset around money. Like money is just this made up energetic like symbol kind of thing, right? And so um, our issues with money are really our issues about ourselves and our beliefs. And (laughs) so like, I mean, I, yeah, I was in therapy for some other related trauma, but then when I had to address some like money issues with that and just read, just like learned about the mindset stuff. I mean, you talk about that, you posted today about self-sabotage, like it's just (laughs) such a sneaky little bitch, like I hope I can cuss on this podcast. No, I cuss on the podcast. Yeah, it's all good. (laughs) Yeah, that's so true. I think you're absolutely right. And I do say it all the time. It's like the things that hold us up with money are the same things that hold us up in our career and our family life. It's just like the trauma or the things, the stories that we're telling ourselves that no longer serve us. I mean, it's like, you know, it's always about learning to recognizing them, first of all, learning to let them go so that we can move on and accept some stories that serve us a little bit better. So awesome. So I also want to talk a little bit about Creative Self-Love Club. I know that's a new project that you're working on and I love everything that it stands for. I feel like it's, it's right in. We like perfect segue to it. <laughs> totally. Yeah. So basically, I mean, I was noticing that I was getting a lot of joy because that's something I've learned from my mentorships, right? Is to, to pay attention to where you're finding your joy. I was finding a lot of joy in working with women um, one-on-one specifically around like isolating some of these non-helpful, harmful stories about themselves and to kind of guide them towards some, because I think that we're so, we're all so intuitive. Like we know how to heal ourselves. We just sometimes need someone else to be like, 
do the work (laughs) and I'm going to help you. Um, So noticing that and then realizing um, everything that I learned and practiced in human development um, for little people is just as applicable for grownups because often we have, um, you know, some emotional maturity left to to claim. So self-love club is all about empowering um, women with tools of emotional intelligence because it completely dovetails with creativity. Um, Because if you look at like the Maslow's hierarchy of need, self-actualization and freedom and creativity and integrity is at the top. But we've got to address all the other stuff too, like um, self-respect and self-intimacy and being able to um, trust yourself with the little things. So yeah, that's kind of the heart behind it. Um, and then it's taking different shapes as like different needs come up. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I recently revisited Maslow's hierarchy of needs. I'd like, I think maybe actually you shared it. Um, and I was like, I completely forgot about that, but it's so crucial because until you have reached those limits of like safety and like your physiological needs and like your emotional needs, like love connection, support, like it's so it's impossible to get to those higher things. And so I think too, like addressing those, like making sure you're taking care of like really embracing the self-care. Yeah. Just being there, showing up for yourself, trusting yourself will help you get to those higher skills. Oh, I love just everything that you're saying. It's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) And and I think too, like self-love and self-care are such big buzzwords, but I think it's an important distinction to make that like self-care can actually be abusive (laughs) if it's not done with the right mindset. Like if you are going to get a massage, but the whole time you're like (laughs) thinking about all the other shit you have to do and how you shouldn't be spending this money and it's not self-love. It's (laughs) like you're, um, so self-love is kind of this like unseen thing. Yeah. That's hard to pinpoint and hard, harder to embody. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Just knowing yourself and like being there truly for yourself. I love that. Could you share a little bit about how you've implemented like self-love and self-care into your own life and how that has increased your art and your creativity and like the quality of life? Absolutely. Yeah. So um, the tipping point for me was a few years ago when I went through the artist way for the first time. And she just kind of has you look at the things that you profess to valuing in life and then the things that your actions and your money are actually going towards. Um, and so this was a huge kind of reckoning in my household of, well, what are our values? So so then basically the system that uh, Artist Way encourages you to implement is just daily journaling. So um, once I kind of realigned what my values were, I began taking little action steps because basically when you are living out of integrity with your values, you don't trust yourself. And if you don't trust yourself, you're not motivated to like spend time with yourself because you're you're like, Oh, she's a shitty person. Like why would I wouldn't be with her? (laughs) So I think like getting your actions in line with your values and showing up for yourself on a consistent basis were probably like the two most radical changes I've made. And continue to make because it's like it's a constant work of reevaluating. Okay, wait, like, where am I at this week? Where am I at today? But yeah, I all of my students, I like our first assignment is always journaling <laughs> and time alone um, because it's those two tools that Julia Cameron gives. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, I just want to share with the audience. Ashley and I are in the same mastermind, and we're going through Artist Way together, which is an incredible book. 
the reviews on it are like hit or miss because it's like it's challenging right it's like that inner like hard deep self-work but if you stick to it and like really do the exercises and really take the time it will you know revolutionize your life really like the way you see creativity and artistry and just all the things so yeah I've also started doing the morning pages and it is it is that of like I totally see how it is a fear of like self-intimacy um and letting yourself be there because like you know, planning the artist date or like journaling, you're like, this is annoying. I don't really want to do this. Like, this is hard. But I think it kind of speaks to what you said earlier of like self care is a buzzword. And if it's not done well, it can actually be harming you, like distracting yourself. Like, oh, I'm going to do self care. I'm going to go get my nails in. I'm going to go get a facial when like really what you need is like to sit with yourself, to know yourself, to be with yourself. Um, totally. Yeah. Yeah, there's this like, and I think we talked about it a little bit yesterday in our mastermind call, but like this urge to do as a means of avoidance. So like, <laughs> I'm going to do all these things for myself. I'm going to do all these things for whatever. But then <laughs> when um, when I'm by myself, how do I actually show up for myself and what I care about? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, with like the morning pages, for me, it was interesting because I felt like when I first started, at least, it was, like, almost, I don't know, it's just, like, your brain dump, right? Like, it's just, like, what am I even doing here? Um, (laughs) Have you found it to be kind of exacerbating yet? (laughs) Yeah, it's, like, um, it's very deep, but very shallow at the same time. Like, I always start, and I'm, like, I'm really sleepy, like my head kind of hurts. I think I need a glass of water. And then like, I'll have moments of clarity where I'm like really digging into like, maybe like a specific fear. Like I'm calling myself out on something that I like recognize about myself. And then it goes back to like, and my hand hurts because I'm on page two of writing and like, this sucks. And like, I need more coffee. (laughs) Then it like, it's like another moment of clarity. So it is like a practice of like, it's like I said, it's very deep, but very shallow at the same time. Which is beautiful. Like, I mean, and and that's kind of like to equate that to like meditation, for instance, like the point purpose of meditation, it's not that you won't get distracted. It's that you'll bring yourself back to the present moment. And so the artist, yeah, the the morning pages is like, oh, wait, sometimes I will have clarity and sometimes I won't. And that's okay. They're both okay. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I think, yeah, meditation is another thing I've really gotten into in the past couple months. And it's just so great to even, yeah, the same thing. It's like, you're not going to do it perfectly. Like you're going to have those moments of clarity, but I think that's life. And I think once you see it like mirrored, like you're going to have bad days, you're going to have days that suck. And like, you just want to like go scream in your car, you know, you're going to have good days and bad days and moments of shallow and clarity. But like, I think it just helps you see and like realize like the bigger picture, but also staying connected to the now and the present at the same time. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Whenever I used to teach... (laughs) I I would tell the kids sometimes like if you're really angry like you can go in the garden and scream like you can go and run like it's okay I scream in my car sometimes (laughs) and I probably had parents who thought I was like the most like ludicrous person but I'm telling you like you've got to let that stuff out that shit out (laughs) otherwise you carry it so (laughs) yeah absolutely I'm a big proponent of it like you gotta and like both sides too like I scream in my car and I also like lay down face like face down and cry like you gotta you gotta feel all the emotions because you're human and like muting those is just not healthy totally yeah exactly and it yeah exactly it's destructive it's destructive to you and the people around you for Mm -hmm. sure (laughs) yeah absolutely oh this is so good um I also wanted to touch a little bit on body positivity because I know this is a big thing especially with your art what does that mean to you like 
share a little bit about your journey if you feel comfortable. But like, yeah. I really want to touch on that because I feel like it's such a big part of who you are and like when I think of your brand and your business and especially your art. Yeah, so body positivity. I mean, there's so many different names for it. Um, like body positivity, yeah, for me, means affirming myself in my body in every season of life. Yeah, and I think that there's this idea that um, it means like loving yourself, like... I, I, or like thinking that you're beautiful. I don't, I don't know. I think that there's some like really lofty ideas around it um, that I don't stand for. Because <laughs> I think part of like being affirming to yourself and to your body is knowing that um, sometimes you won't feel okay in it and sometimes you'll wish things were different. Um, but it's still being dedicated to like showing up for it um, and taking care of it. And spending time listening to the things that are painful, but yeah, I, yeah, and it, it's constantly like changing shape too. Like as I learn um, and grow, I don't know that that answers your question. <laughs> no, I do. I even love the way that you just like immediately. I was like, well, let's talk about body body positivity. And like I was thinking really in like the physical sense, which I think is like what most people think. Like yeah, like thinking I'm beautiful, even like even if I'm not represented in the media or something like that. But like. I love that you flipped it right away and we're like, well, no, it's just like affirming my body, if that makes sense. And I was like, that is so true and it's so perfect. And I love the way you just highlighted that because it's honoring the same way with everything else that we've talked about today. It's like honoring yourself and honoring your body. Yeah. And learning how, because for me, like whenever I first started um, drawing female figures, it was because I became aware that I had been completely whitewashed to think of a certain type of body um, was the ideal. And so I was like, no, and I wasn't able to look at my body and think it was okay, but I could look at my friends' bodies and I could look at other people's bodies and think like, that's not represented in the media, but goddamn, it's beautiful. And so learning that um, or learning to appreciate the nuance in the world then like kind of help me to um to see myself in a new light because I think that whenever we are not conscious consumers of the media <laughs> that we're taking in it's really easy to get programmed um to believe some really bullshit stuff um yeah and and I think too like part of the issue that we have with our bodies is that they carry our emotions and our traumas and it it's easier for us to hate our fat parts or to hate the parts that look different than it is to love our trauma and to love our emotions. Um, yeah. It's like the, the kid that um, is like angry. And so he tries to make you angry, you know, <laughs> like yeah. our bodies are hurting. So we hurt our bodies. Um, it's not helpful. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. I really love that. Um, as we kind of wrap up, what is the one thing that you, you know, the one piece of advice or the one thing you would say to like a creative woman or someone striving for more in their own business and life um, in any regard? Yeah. Oh, um, invest, invest in yourself, invest in teachers that um, are doing the work of loving themselves and helping you to do that. Um, yeah. Invest in people who know more than you do. <laughs> especially invest in um, women of color. And this is a whole other thing, but um, intersectional feminism um, is going to take white feminists like stepping backwards a little bit. <laughs> and um, I, I 
So learning how to do that and being okay with the fact that it's, it's going to be messy. Um, but I think investing um, in yourself is never a bad, a bad step. Oh, I love that. This has been so amazing. This has been such a gift. Thank you, Ashley, for being here. Before we wrap up, can you tell, I just want to give a second for people who want to connect with you. Um, tell them like where they can find you on Instagram, your website, all the places where they can reach out. Yeah, so um, I am on Instagram at Ashley Tribu, A-S-H-L-E-Y-T-R-A-B-U-E. I love that you said it right. I was like, yay, she, she is my name. <laughs> and then I'm also um, at the Creative Self Love Club. So um, yeah, find me there on Instagram and uh, send me to my DMs. I'd love to chat. Awesome. Thank you so much, Ashley. Yeah, thank you, Jillian. And that's a wrap. Thanks again for tuning in to the Money Confident Podcast. My sincerest hope for the show is that you get the tools, the tricks, the kick in the ass that you need to bring your dream to life. I'm so, so thankful that you're here. Talk soon.